Welcome to Vitality Made Simple. The following production is for educational and entertainment purposes only. If you need medical advice, call your doctor. Now, let's go to Vitality Made Simple. Welcome to Vitality Made Simple, where we take the stress out of being healthy. I'm your host, Dr. Debbie Osmond, and I sincerely thank you for joining me. You don't have to be from Oklahoma to know that we live in a fix-me world. People too often look to a a doctor or a pill for a quick fix. Um, And I'm not just talking about pharmaceutical drugs. I'm really talking about supplements, too. It's on both sides of that equation. But when it comes to vitality, there's nothing that any person or any you know, any external person or any chemical can do to keep you feeling great. So what is the key ingredient? This is information you're going to want. Now, the inspiration for this episode goes back to last Friday morning around 7 a.m. It was, you know, dark and still chilly in October morning. And there was that wonderful, you know, autumn feel in the air. And my friend Gail and I were uh, starting out on a brisk walk around a nearby uh, lake trail. So we're listening to the birds waking up. We're seeing deer munching in the woods. We're, we're just kind of seeing the world wake up. Now, Gail is by profession a dental hygienist, but she actually is a citizen scientist. And she's so, so interesting. And we we just love to take that five-mile uh, trek and talk about ideas. And she said something so profound, yet so simple, that it sparked this podcast. And it's something that uh, I needed to be reminded of. And I, and I hope that it will encourage you to, in your quest for vitality. Now, now, first, I want you to know that Gail is a breast cancer survivor. Uh, 24 years ago, she kicked invasive breast cancer at the age of 49. Now, she also happens to be an excellent dental hygienist. She still sees patients, and she invests in each and every one of them in terms of their health. Um, she she cares about, you know, their body, cell, and their spirit. Now, she's had these serious, serious health challenges as a result of breast cancer and all of the treatment. I mean, she had all of the treatment that went with that uh, at a very young age. So, so consequently, you know, she's learned a lot and she, she listens to people and she's interested in helping uh, people feel their best. She's, she's also intensely dedicated to her own vitality. Uh, And so, in fact, before our seven o'clock walk, she had already done a strength training workout at home. I mean, wow, she makes me feel like a wimp. Um, So so we're walking along and talking about all these ideas and um, strategies. And she casually says, you know, Debbie, people have to really want health. Whoa, people have to really want health. You know, that is the key. I mean, truer words have never been spoken, but that is, you know, easily dismissed and is easier said than done. Um, It's so easy to forget what we really want and then look at smart lifestyle strategies from the standpoint of, you know, I need to 
rather than I want to. Like, I, you know, I need to eat some healthy food. I need to take a walk. Um, I need to connect with some other people and not be alone so much. I need to have a sleep strategy. You know, whatever it is, you know, we can easily turn the blessing of being able to do things that that multiply our vitality Um we can turn those blessings into burdens just so easily. And, and I think part of that problem is that we humans are so wired to move toward lesser pain. Now, the credit for the statement, lesser pain, uh, goes to my brother, Roger. Uh, we have some fantastic talks, and I totally believe that people really do move toward lesser pain. And he was state saying that as kind of a basis when you look at what someone's doing you know, think about, you know, are they moving toward lesser pain? Now, the tendency to move to lesser pain is is quite different than really wanting health. Like Gail said, you have to want health um, because the tendency for lesser pain is not always the best thing in the long run. So if we can become aware of our tendency to move toward lesser pain, uh, sort of that reactive stance, and instead, if we can make a conscious effort to uh, maybe think of greater pleasure. So rather than lesser pain, let's think greater pleasure. So what if we concentrated um, you know, on our motivation on greater pleasure in the long run, rather than just thinking, oh, lesser pain in the short run? I think it's, it's, it's really uh, an interesting concept, and it can seem so simple, but it takes a lot of intentionality. It's so easy to want to be unsick you know, once you're sick, then you, you want to be unsick. I mean, how many, but how many people do you really know who want health? How many people do you really want know that want vitality? Well, you're probably one of them if you're listening to this podcast. So, you know, I, I applaud you for that because I'm one of those people too. Um, now it's, but it's, we can't do that for somebody else. We have to just do that for ourselves. But it is kind of a rare quality. And maintaining or even regaining health and vitality can be work. Now, that's the rub. Doing the work is the hard part. That's what Gail was talking about. You have to want health in our modern society because this modern lifestyle, you know, is very toxic uh, on our mind, body, and spirit. You know, the irony of this is that once you are sick, that road to feeling good is, you know, often so uphill and so very rocky. Uh, you know, it reminds me of, of that very famous quote that I know you all know. I think it's attributed to Benjamin Franklin that says, a, a smart man will always choose an ounce of prevention over a pound of cure. Now, the, the challenge is that we humans take health for granted. And we often, you know, don't miss it till we don't have it. Of course, here's another quote. I'm really full of quotes today. Uh, you, you know, you don't miss the water until the well runs dry. I mean, I heard that my whole life growing up. I don't know who gets the credit for that quote. Maybe I'll just give that to my dad. Um, so, so the purpose in recording this podcast is to always leave you with encouragement and hope. Because I'm really committed to taking the stress out of being healthy. I I believe that we generally complicate health too much, and therefore it becomes a burden for 
for too many people. I mean, it's very counterproductive to be stressed out about health habits. You know, we've all known those people who have forgotten how to have fun and and have forgotten how to enjoy life because they're so worried about being healthy. You don't want to invite them to the party because, you know, they're going to, you know, be a damper on everybody else. So, so this, um, you know, wanting vitality, uh, wanting health is really like a continuum. On one end are the people who feel terrible and uh, think they can do nothing about it. And that is super stressful. On the other end are people who, you know, can't go to a party without driving everyone else crazy uh, because they're so stressed out about being healthy. So how can you want vitality, want health without being at either end of that continuum because those stressors, there's not much more, you know, there's not much that is more stressful than being sick, but I've seen the stress on the other uh, end also. So, So I think it really comes down to two fundamental questions. And you have to ask yourself these two um, simple but very emotionally intense questions. And you can only answer them for yourself. Uh, Number one, you want to ask yourself, you know, what do I want to be able to do? And then, um, you know, what am I willing to do to achieve that? Now, that sounds very simple. However, uh, very few people have really answered those questions for themselves. So so first of all, you have to know what you want to be able to do. And um, you know, that can become very clear when you don't feel good, but I really think it has to be a consistent mindset even when you do feel good. I want to challenge each and every one of you to make a list. Now you're saying, oh, come on, come on, Debbie, seriously. No, it really matters. I made a list for myself. And you have to be able to uh, to look at it and remind yourself of, of what where you want to head. Um, now, some of you have a diagnosis that you're trying to overcome. And, and this is super important for anybody, whether you feel good or feel bad, you can have a strategy. You have to know why for yourself that you want health. You have to, what I say, you have to engage your wanter. You know, the need to need, need, need gets old and that's um, that wears people down and they just don't have the stamina for that. But, you know, generally people do what they want to do. They, they buy what they want to buy. So this has to be the personal question of your wanter. Nobody can answer it for you and and you can't make somebody else want to be healthy. Um, as I was thinking about this podcast, my mind went to my TED Talk. You know, in my TED Talk, I, I had, you know, practice and I had sort of a script, but near the end, I just sort of blurted out, uh, you can love somebody to the end of the earth, but you can't make them want to be healthy. And, uh, and this was sort of a heartache for me because um, I had, you know, just a wonderful, wonderful father. And he, um, we've since lost him. He was in the audience. And and my heart was talking to him. Uh, you know, once he, he worked really hard in a warehouse. And once he retired, he just kind of sat down. And um, so, you know, I tried hard to make him want to be healthy. But I, I sort of learned that... Um, with someone very close to me that I loved very dearly, that it just doesn't work. So I'll give you some things on my list. Uh, I made my original list about five years ago, and uh, I would have been 58 at the time. So I'll tell you what those were. Um, 
And of course, most of my list generally is is relationship based. Relationships are super important to me, and um, and I put these on my list in in positive terms, as if they were present. I would really encourage you when you make your list to put it on there as if it is happening. So one of my um, things I, I love to travel. Uh, Mike and I love to travel. We love to. Uh, see things. And so I put, I can easily carry a 35 pound bag and put it in the overhead bin of an airplane by myself. Now that would mean that we're going on an adventure. Super fun. Uh, Another thing I had on my list is I enjoy mowing my yard and working in my garden. And, um, you know, I have a, a push mower. I mean, it's gas powered, but uh, nevertheless, I want to be able to do that. I really enjoy doing that. Uh, I can get, I can be on my driveway and shoot baskets, uh, even though the neighbors think it's hilarious. Uh, that's important to me. Now, another one that's that was on my list at age 58 was I can get on the floor and get up off the floor and play with my grandchildren. And they will have fun being with me. Now, I don't have, I didn't have any grandchildren then, don't yet have any grandchildren, but that's something that's super important to me. Um, it's a little different now. You know, I still have those goals, but I've I've added some things to my goals. And, and they're based on, you know, current life situation, but they're also based on what I've seen in my patient family. Uh, one of the things I've added, and you're going to think it's crazy, but is I can toilet myself well into my elderly years. Now that may sound strange, but in my practice, I saw so many people who, who didn't do things to build their quad muscles, who didn't do things to stay flexible, to stay sure on their feet. And one of the big injuries would be they would get up in the night and fall off the toilet. I mean, I had that happen to three patients. And so, you know, that, that takes some, some knowledge of that, that that can happen and do, and the knowledge uh, helps propel people to maybe do things to help prevent it. Uh, You know, I, I have this diagnosis now and that's added some things. So one thing I have on my list now is that I will intensely research CLL and do everything in my power to stay off medication. So, you know, those are very concrete things. I think it's important to make your list and, and list some concrete things. And you can't, uh, you can't know the future, but you don't want to say things that are so subjective like, you know, I want to feel good. You know, what, is I, what does I want to feel good do to motivate you? You need to have very, uh, a concrete list so that you will have uh, objective uh, strategies to follow. You know, you could say something like, I, I, I can walk up three flights of stairs without being winded. Well, you can test that. Um, or, you know, my, my, I'm keeping my blood sugar uh, under, you know, 95 every morning, my fasting blood sugar, or my blood, my A1C is under 5.2 every three months, whatever it is. It is not stressful when you know why. Uh, when you know what you want to be able to do, that's your motivating factor. That's your wanter. Now, there's a, There's a super cool word uh, that I love, and I think it's very relevant here, and that is entropy. Uh, Entropy is one of the laws of thermodynamics. Now, in general terms, it's the tendency of things in the world 
to go to disorder. So I see entropy in my car right now. It's like a dumpster on wheels. I need to get a trash can out there and clean it out. Um, Entropy can take over my desk, my closet, you name it. Think of areas of entropy in your life. it's everywhere. Unless you you know put it back together, it's going to go to disorder. It even happens in our vitality, in our physical health. You know, we live in an environment that promotes entropy. You know, we have we can have a sedentary day that uh, is difficult to you know get out and even have any steps in your day. You know, we live uh, where it's easy to eat lots of processed food out of a bag, out of a window. There are lots of electronics that can keep us awake at night. Uh, There's a lot of news that provokes fear 24-7. You name it. We have to fight against this entropy or our health, uh, our vitality, body, mind, and spirit can all take a beating. So I would encourage you to get clear about what you really want. You know, there is no doctor or a pill that can do this for you. And I, and I want to, you know, emphasize that that includes supplements. Um, and, you know, you don't have to be from Oklahoma to know that we live in a fix-me world. It is, unfortunately, so normal to think that your doctor or one of your healthcare professionals, you know, or some type of pill, be it prescription or supplement, can keep you truly healthy and full of vitality. It's just not true. What's important is an attitude of being fully engaged with the reasons that you want to be feeling as good as possible. Uh, That's really the base of everything. You know, it may be normal to depend on some outside source, uh, but we want to resist normal. Remember, normal is the usual or the regular pattern. Uh, Normal is what's typical in the world at the time. And it's normal to depend on somebody or something else. Um, but the, this normal pattern, this usual regular pattern is not good and it won't promote, promote vitality for you. Now consider what normal is in our world. It's dehydrated, irritated, constipated, frustrated. Uh, normal is overscheduled, overstimulated, undernourished, underrested, inflamed, and totally stressed out. Don't let normal keep you in Um, a state of stress. You are the boss of you and you have to know what you want so that you will know why you want it and then are willing to do what it takes to get there. It's not stressful when you have your wanter engaged. Now remember, don't let health be confusing, expensive, or no fun. Um, Thank you so much for listening today. Uh, I hope that this encourages you and helps you to have um, more vitality. If you found it encouraging, you know, pass it on to a couple of people this week. But know you're responsible for you and they are responsible for them. Uh, this was episode 75 of Vitality Made Simple. And we're just taking the stress out of being healthy. Uh, we're now in 805 cities. Well, we had a big jump this week. We added 65 cities. Thank you. Thank you. I, I really, that's all, that's all because of what you all are doing, and I appreciate it. Um, And we're in 65 countries. Uh, Please keep sharing. Please keep subscribing. And most of all, thank you for listening. Blessings until next time.